This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Christian Gokel alongside the head football coach of your Benedictine Cadets, Danny Britt. Another week, that means BC Cadets won and they are still fighting in the GHSA 4A state playoffs here and a massive one coming up this weekend. But before we dive into that, got to catch up with Coach Britt about what was another huge home performance in the playoffs this past weekend against Luella, 63-7 to victory for the Cadets. And Coach, I feel like I can start every show the same way. A pretty big game for Justin Thomas. Four touchdowns in the first quarter, five in the first 15 minutes of the game. Yeah, that Justin Thomas kid is pretty special, isn't he? Um, he just uh, continues to do it, and uh, defense did a great job. Gave him short, uh, short fields the entire first half, and and uh, Justin was able to get it in the end zone five times in that first half. Well, coach, you kind of led me into where I wanted to go to start the show tonight. Uh, obviously, when you look at this team, where everyone's going to start is the offense. You got the four-star quarterback going to Auburn. You have a wide receiver in Zaquan Bryan who's going to have all kinds of offers. Obviously, what Justin Thomas is doing is incredible, but I think the story, at least the last half of the season and into the playoffs, has been this defense, and you've got a shutout where you gave up like 17 yards. Uh, I guess you didn't really get a shutout. A special teams touchdown, but against Islands where you gave like 17 yards to finish the season, and then you come out and get a shutout in the first round of the playoffs, and then a touchdown uh, just one touchdown given up through two games. Uh, just defensively, it seems like since the beginning of this year, this team's playing on a different level. Yeah, definitely. They've really come together. Uh, Coach uh, Houston has done a great job and just and really kind of branded himself and, and, and branded the defense you know, to what he wants and uh, really playing at a high level right now. And I thought you know, uh, Friday night came out really on fire and, and on point. And looking at just the defense itself, where do you, does it start? Because I know every defense has a strength. For you, where, where does this defense start? Where does it draw its strength from? You know, really, I think it, it, the strength comes from, from the two outside linebackers, which are Holden Sapp and Matt Cromenhall. Uh, you know, both as leaders, you know, and, and their mindset, how they practice and how they do things, and then, you know, and then their abilities. And, and uh you know, uh, you know, and then it goes from there with these guys. But I think those two guys have, have been the leaders of the defense and just really doing a fine job of, of both leading and playing. And how big is it to have the three guys you have up front with uh, Simeon Smith and then uh, uh, Thomas there, the big nose tackle for you guys? It just feels like there's a different approach, not taking anything away from the guys last year, but it just feels like you can, if you need to, leave four in there and drop seven or eight guys back because you can trust those first three guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, those three guys have really, really improved, just continuously worked, continuously improved. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's, it's obviously showing. I'm extremely proud of them. You know, uh, Mike uh, Smith has moved from linebacker to that D-line spot. And it took me a little while to kind of get a feel for it. And uh, I think he really has and really has played hard all year and worked hard, uh, you know, done a good job of following Coach Williams, his, the D-line coach's leadership, and, and uh, just done a good job. And Jeremiah is a young buck, uh, 350 
a 15 pound, uh, 15 year old uh, mm-hmm. that uh, just really gets better and better. And Cole, Cole is a college football player, uh, you know, that that really is coming along in, in his junior year. And then in the secondary, coach, I. I... One of my favorite guys to watch is Ben Hollerback because he plays that center field safety position about as any, good as anybody in high school football right now and just really directing traffic back there. Uh, Luke at the safety position. But I think the cool thing has been seeing the development of guys at the corner spot because coming into the year was Justin Thomas and Zaquan Bryan. And then I feel like some question marks. But as the year's gone, you guys have been able to rotate some guys in and really there hasn't been a drop-off as you can get Justin Thomas and Zaquan Bryan some rest. Yeah, definitely. Uh, with with Cody Brinson, who's a junior, uh, coming in, and he, he plays a lot. He's actually probably played corner more than Justin has. Um, you know, we listed him as a starter because often he will be the starter there and, and, you know, really, really continue to develop, continue to, to play at a high level and, and just done a good job. He's tough kid he's put a lot of time in the weight room he's kind of small and he just knew, knew it and really worked hard in the weight room uh jacoby gadsden is that other guy that, that plays the weak corner um and sometimes will play the strong corner for us but uh uh he's you know the tall rangy guy that can you know has good man-to-man skills and really has developed too so it, it is very important i mean if you have justin thomas and daquan brown on the field you have them on the field but it's very good that those guys can give them a blow well, Coach, again, a 63-7 to win. You guys came out against a good Luella team, a team that had a, a couple of threats there at quarterback, a guys that could do it with their arm and with their leg. I know the number eight had a heck of an arm on him, and he showed it in the game, threw a couple from like the five-yard line that landed on the all side of the field. But just throughout the game, stuffing the run and then playing really sticky defense, I thought just a great team effort. And as you mentioned, really setting the offense up in plus, plus, plus territory where you started a couple drives right at like the 10, uh, one at like the 25, just a dominant performance from the defense as a unit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely was a, a great, a, another very good performance. And, um, you know, we've got to continue to get better there. And then, uh, you know, and then this week, of course, I know we'll talk about that a little later, but it's going to be a completely different type of beast that we're facing. So got to continue to improve. What have you seen from the team where you talk about continuing to improve? Because uh, just I know Kevin and I were talking about it during the broadcast where there were some missed opportunities, especially in the first half through the air. And it seemed like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that the goal is to come out and get Holden a little bit more involved through the air in this game. Because it feels like you know if you need to, it's like kind of having the answers in the back of the book. You can hand the ball to number four and positive things are going to happen. But it seemed like the goal this week was to let Holden throw the ball a bit more in the game plan. And it seemed like there were some missed opportunities, especially in the first half. Yeah, definitely. I think we, you know, we missed. We, we dropped one in the end zone, which we've got to, got to fix. Uh, and I think he, he missed on a couple. Um you know that 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 part of that's going to happen. He's not going to be perfect either. Um, but uh, you know, with the game plan, is always going to be take what the defense gives us and, and do our do what we do. We're we're in attack mode. We're we're planning on attacking everybody, and uh, and whatever that is. And if, if if you know if it's holding, throwing it fifty times, that's what we'll do. If it's JT running it fifty times, that's what we'll do. Again, a massive game coming up this Friday night. Marist comes to town. We're going to take a quick break. 
We're going to come back with Coach Britt. He said at the end of the uh, postgame show on Friday night, they've been getting ready for these guys for a while now. And so here it comes this Friday night at Memorial Stadium. We'll dive into that next right here on the Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Savannah. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Two one seeds, two of the top teams in 4A all season head-to-head in a showdown on Friday night. Marist comes to town, an excellent football team, on a team that has the championship resume that BC is looking to add this season. Coach, you look at Marist and just a, a program that has been doing it for over two decades now. Uh, same coach, same offense, same defense, and it just keeps working. Yeah, definitely. They have, uh, you know, a, a great school, a great football program. Coach Chadwick does an incredible job. Uh, they just just do what they do and do it to at a very, very high level. And uh, you know, we we're talking as a coaching staff, and it's almost like you know sometimes they're interchangeable. Like you could put the one guy in, the two guy in, the three guy in, and they look like the same person. And they play the same way. They all do what they do very well. So it's a well-oiled machine, and uh, we know that. And it's going to take everything we got to be able to beat them. And they are 10-1 and one on the season this year, Coach. Uh, and just for the fans out there who haven't seen Maris before, just explain what their offense looks like because it's, it's old-school football, and it's coming right at you. Yeah, definitely. It looks like uh, if anybody were fans of, of Georgia Southern, uh, before they went really Division One, that's it's a lot of what it looks like. Except they'll often, you know, have more, more of a tight end, and then of course, uh, you know, we we'll go to a wishbone look often as well. So they, they're running the option, uh, and, and it's it's the true triple option uh, often, and uh, you know it, it, they do it. They they the line are firing out extremely low and uh, cutting sometimes legal, sometimes not. <laughs> Um, and uh, it's so only they, legal if you get caught. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm on. Tell the officials, and hopefully they'll they'll have the guts to throw the flag. So, because you know what they're doing was all legal 20 years ago, but it's not all legal now. So, um, hopefully they'll uh, they'll uh, throw the flag some for that too. But um, but they do what they do very well. And coming to town this Friday night, uh, Coach, it, it feels. To me, very similar to a regular season game that you guys play, where you have Ware County coming to town, just because of the, I guess, aura around the team, where everybody knows how good they are and the resume and the players uh, to back it up. We talk about this every year when we kind of go through the schedule and what it looks like, but that's why you play the Ware Counties, right? So you can kind of get that big game feeling in the regular season in a game that's not a part of your region, and you can really just get that experience to a lot of these guys. Yeah, definitely. That's why we, you know, we played uh, Columbus from Miami. That's why we went over and played Buford. That's why we played Ware. Uh, you know, play play these type of teams that are that are very very high level and and try to get the the environment going that direction and and you know being that and that makes you tougher and that makes you better. Uh, so you know, hopefully that will pay off for us. And with the guys like both of the Holdens and. Uh, obviously, Matt Croman Hawk and the guys that have been there for so long. Now, I'll I'll throw your inside linebackers in there because Bryce Baker is a sophomore, but that dude's played a lot of football. With the guys that have been there before, how important is it to have them and just kind of even killed mentality where they know, like, listen, Maris, they're gonna bust one, or hey, something's gonna happen on offense, whether it be a fumble or a tip ball or something like that, where 
you you can't let that compound into two or three drives where it gets in your head. How big is it to have those leaders on your team to kind of expound that with the guys? Yeah, I think it's huge, and I think you're right. It's it's because they've been there. Uh, they've been in that situation before. I mean, even prepping for it, like you got to – you, you, we try to do things at a high level all the time. We try to do things a certain way, but there, there's a there's a sense and a feeling, you know, this week of it's at a little bit different level, and uh, they know that they are experienced in that, and so they know how to handle that. And then certainly when you get into the game, you're right; those situations are going to happen. When you're playing really good football teams, football programs, they're going to have wins. They're going to have success. So you've got to be able to handle that, and move forward, and. And, and, you know, not worry about the scoreboard until all the dust is cleared. Now, I think I've asked you about this before, and I think you kind of go the opposite way that a lot of people would expect. When you come into a game like this, obviously the emotions are going to be high and these guys are going to be amped up. Do you do you try to manage that at all, or you just kind of let that flow? I mean, I, yeah, no. Uh, you know, I kind of let it go and let, yeah. let them enjoy it and be, you know, be who they are. Um you know, during the week, uh, it should be exciting, and, and they they're excited and they're ready to go. And and oh, I am too. I, as far as you know, who I am, I'm I'm real. I'm real with them. I talk to them in a very real way. And you know, I've tried to play poker before, and I'm just not any good at it. <laughs> so they're going to read on my face exactly what I'm thinking. So I've just learned to, with kids to be extremely real, and they're excited. So let's let's feed off that excitement. I had a coach in high school, and he called these knee tapper games. It was the games where he had to teach class all day, and he was just tapping his knee all day, waiting to get out of class so he can go coach. Is is that one of those weeks? Uh, yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, we don't have to have to go to school this week. Fortunately, it's Thanksgiving week, so we're really focused in on football, and uh, and, and, and that's a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, it's funny. I was talking to the kids uh, Sunday night. Uh, we were at a function and. Uh, they came up and they just immediately started talking about it. I said, I can't really think about anything else. And I said, I can't either. I've got to be here, but I, I really wish I was home, you know, studying film. So uh, yeah. uh, I think we all are just feeling that way, excited and ready to go. Well, Coach, looking at Marist and what they do offensively, for you guys, you really haven't seen anything like it this year. Everybody in high school pretty much runs the same thing, uh, and it's out of the shotgun now. And this is a team that's going to be under center. Everything's going to be really fast. Uh very similar to Jefferson last year, I'd say, like in terms of the physicality and coming straight at you. Maybe not the athlete that Malachi Starks is at quarterback, but still similar mindset. What do you guys have to do defensively? And obviously you're not going to give away any secrets here, but defensively, what do you guys have to do to slow them down? Yeah, obviously we're going to have to play one very physical and very disciplined. And I know that sounds cliche. <laughs> but for a defensive guy to say that, but but that's what we've got to do uh, to in order to be able to stop them. They're not going to stop themselves. They're not going to uh, be in that situation. They're going to, you know, what their design is to get positive yardage and just wait and wait until you break. And we can't break. You got to just do it every play and every play. And um, we've got to be able to one get get them some on some you know three and outs. Or maybe six and outs, you yeah. know, and and then at least one one turnover. And if we can get that, I feel pretty good because what they also want to do is with that moving the ball that way, run the clock, and keep our very powerful offense off the field. So 
if we can get those things done, you know, I feel like we got a great chance, uh, you know, to, to, to win this game with, with our offense, you know, being as powerful as it is. Now, Coach, correct me if I'm wrong, and it's just me thinking about this game and what could potentially happen and watching Marius throughout the years. And it seems counterintuitive, but one of the biggest guys, I think, in this game is going to be Ben Hollerback, and we, we've spoken about him. With a team like Marius, it's so easy to get your eyes lost in the backfield with how much they're just coming straight downhill for three, four-yard gains at a time. But every four or five plays, they're going to leak somebody out, whether it's a tight end or a wide receiver, and he, he just has to have his head on a swivel the whole game. Yeah, well, he does, and you know, in the safety, you know, the other safety with Carmen Hawk and, and Hunter Dunn, if he's in, and uh, have to be aware of that. And we're gonna we're gonna have some periods this week where we're working on that too to keep them aware of that because it will get very, very, you know, it, it's funny. I, I remember when I played at Georgia Southern, you know, the re- receivers would have two catches for 100, you know, 20 yards right. touchdowns because you know they. We wouldn't ever throw it, and all of a sudden when we threw it, it's for a 50-yard touchdown pass. Uh, so uh, uh, we just, you're right, have to be very, very disciplined and focused in on what our assignment is and be, have great eye discipline. Well, Coach, before we let you go, I guess this is kind of a two-parter. Uh, number one, how big is it to have this game at home? I know Kevin asked me uh, about this on the pregame show last Friday night. Like, how big is it to not have to travel? For you guys, how big is it to have this game at home? Uh, it's massive. It's a massive. That was a massive win by getting the, the win in that coin toss. Uh, one, the traveling. Yeah, yeah, one, that's tough and tough to do, especially around Thanksgiving. And, you know, and that's a pretty good trip. But the other thing is just having that home field advantage, uh, which on the day after Thanksgiving, being, you know, round three, being that it's Marist, it's going to be a massive crowd. I think it'll be a sellout. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's huge to be able to, you know, have that as your home environment. Well, that's going to be my second uh, question to you there, Coach, is Luella coming to town last week, a, a team that you were pretty heavily favored in that football game, but still second round of the playoffs. I saw some empty seats on the, the home side right there. That that can't happen against Marius. That can't happen. That better not happen. I mean, and it, you know, uh, you're right. We were pretty heavily favored, and I think people realize that. But this week will not be the case. Uh, we need everybody we can. We need it to be packed out. We need it to be loud. We need it to be obviously a home field. Uh, the kids feed off that. I think it, you, you saw that in the wear game months ago when, you know, that huge crowd showed up for that game. Uh, the, the kids fed off of it and, you know, were able to have success. Well, a little bit something different coming up next year on the Danny Bridge Show. We'll catch up with offensive coordinator A.J. DePhillips. Coach, before we do that, just quick 30 seconds on the job he's done this season. Yeah, AJ's done a great job, and he's co-coordinator with Coach Coleman, who who designs the blocking, and and really they do a great job of working together. But Coach DePhillips is he's just he's a great offensive mind. He really is, and uh, I kind of want to keep that to myself because I don't want anybody coming after him. But, uh, <laughs> but he 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 is really one of the best play callers I've ever I've ever seen. He just yeah, has been... a great mind for it, and it has ability. You know, he's got some good tools to work with, but uh, but he does a great job of using those tools. Yeah, anybody who's watched BC this year knows just how efficient that offense has been. A lot of that has to do with the guy calling the plays there. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time, man. Uh, don't don't wear out the soles of your shoes tapping that knee this week. Uh, we'll see you out there on Friday. Yeah, Christian, thank you so much. I look forward to it. 
More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, Christian Gokel here wrapping up this week's edition of the Danny Britt Show. Usually we have a player for you, but everybody uh, out for Thanksgiving break. But I- I've wanted to talk to this guy all year because it's been really fun to watch him work. And we, we spent a majority of the season about five feet away from each other, just separated uh, by a pane of glass. Offensive coordinator A.J. DePhillips, kind enough to take the time, Coach. I'm glad we were able to finally track you down. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on, Christian. Well, I mean, it's it's been a whole lot of fun to watch your unit execute this week. You and Coach Coleman uh, have done such a phenomenal job. And just looking over the season, I think the first week against Christopher Columbus, uh, I really noticed a difference, not just – out of the whole offense, but really out of Holden Garner. And I know uh, it's got to be fun to call plays for a guy like that, but I want to start with him. Seems like we've always known about his talent, but this year from the execution to the quick decisions and to the intermediate throws, feels like he's taking a next step. Yeah, I mean, it all starts with him, obviously, and somebody with the talent that you know he has. Uh, you can do a lot of different things, but I think it's easy to get away uh, you, you know, from the simplicity sometimes when you have such a great talent like that. But uh, I've always kind of believed that there's a lot of value in simplicity. Um, and, and so while, you know, maybe to the outside eye, it may seem as if, uh, you know, we're doing X, Y, and Z and A, B, and C, but a lot of times we're just doing, uh, you know, the same stuff that we always do. We're just maybe changing how we present it. And uh, I think that simplicity has allowed him to develop a lot of confidence and, you know, to level uh, a level of uh, excellency, essentially. And, uh, you know, I think you're you're seeing that from the start of the season to now. Well, it really makes me happy to hear you say that because I've been trying to explain this to Kevin for the entire season that, listen, when they run a bubble screen out to Justin Thomas or Zaquan Bryan, that's just a toss sweep out of the shotgun. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, with – a player like Holden's arm, and you know he can get it out so quick with with high velocity. Um, it, it just hits so fast, so you're able to out leverage uh, the defense. Uh, you know, and then from there, all you need is a little bit of blocking on the perimeter, and you know you let your talented guys do what they do best. Well, and you got a bunch of those guys on this offense, and to me, number four uh, is having a really special season. And kind of said this over the past few weeks it seems like he's the answers in the back of the book where if something doesn't work for a couple of plays just call, dial up something for number four and he's going to make you right yeah that's uh <laughs> that's what we we reference frequently I mean he's <laughs> he's just special uh I I don't know how else to say it um he has so many natural instincts that that you guys see every you know every Friday night but um you know and his stats show that but more so than that he's just a special person um Tremendous character, uh, you know, great teammate, great leader in the school. And, uh, you know, I, I tell him and, and guys like him all the time, there are kids like him, um, you know, that make BC the school that it is, not necessarily the team. Uh, but it sure is fun to watch him break down the sideline. That's uh, that's for sure. Yeah, and can Justin Thomas contorting his body like Christian McCaffrey on some of those plays out there. It's been amazing to watch him. And then a guy like Zaquan Bryan, uh, his, kind of his counterpart there, when you – dial-up plays for him. It's one of those ones where you can kind of see it coming a little bit where you bring everybody in tight, and if they leave him one-on-one, it seems like that play call is pretty simple. Yeah. um, You know, you kind of have an idea ahead of time, um, you know, how you want to attack certain, you know, secondaries and and, and even players. But, 
and, and you know sometimes that changes within the course of the, the game. You know, and we see something that we we didn't see on film, or, or they're playing something a new way, and but eventually it it uh, it comes back down to to finding a way to, to very simply get the football to to those guys. I don't I don't want to say that it's anything much harder than it is. <laughs> Yeah, I, to me, the, the funnest part about watching this, obviously the players are outstanding, and that's where it all starts. I think Kirby Smart said it is you can't outcoach great players, but it, the way that you guys are able to move in and out, I think, what, five different formations on that first drive last week against Luella, but it's almost like you're able to just pick and choose your tempo as it goes. What do you do attribute able to execute that to? I mean, is it just the fact that they played so much football together? I think there's uh, a lot of value in that, that they've played a lot. And, you know, they're, I mean, a lot of these guys played as sophomores. Uh, and, you know, so they've played a lot of games together. Uh, but I think, again, a lot of that just goes back to the simplicity. Um, you know, while we do have several different formations and, and whatnot and, and motions, um, we don't really have a ton of plays. Um, I'd say we have kind of a moderate amount. But, um, again, I just, you know, I obviously playing the sport growing up, you know, developing a level of mastery is very hard, especially when there's somebody on the other side of the football that's trying to prevent you from doing that. Uh, I just think that they're really, they're really comfortable in what we're doing, and and we kind of have have found the identity of you know what this unit is, you know, going to be and, and is. And uh, you know, we just kind of play to the strengths of that. Um, and you know, sometimes we'll fill in a formation here just to maybe see how they're going to align, uh, you know, for a potential play we want later in the game. Um, but, you know, we, when, when you just change the presentation to yeah. the defense, you know, a lot of times that creates an advantage for really talented players like Cameron and uh, Justin and, and Luke and, and Lamont and uh, Saquon. Now, I, I've said this all year. I think maybe the most underrated unit on the entire team is even overshadowed when you have a quarterback going to Auburn and, uh, the the edge players that you have, but I think maybe the most consistent unit on the team all year has been those five guys up front. How big have they been, and how much of that has to do with the fact that you have five seniors lining up up there? I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, they have played together, and a lot of those guys, you know, played last year, and a couple of them played the year before uh, as sophomores. But uh, you know, it all starts with with them. You know, Holden is a tremendous talent, generational talent. You know, same with Justin and, and, and Zaquan and so forth. All those guys are, but, I mean, you know, none of it goes anywhere without the offensive line. And, uh, you know, they do the dirty work, and they don't mind it. Uh, you know, we go as far as they go. It's uh, kind of a cliche statement, but it certainly holds true. Now, Maris coming to town on Friday night. We spoke to Coach Britt about this already, but for you as an offensive guy, playing against an offense that likes to just sit there and eat clock. What are your biggest goals in a game like this? You know, I think we uh, we don't necessarily change too much. Uh, you know, we're going to stay with with what we do and our identity and and whatnot as far as how we play offensive football. But uh, you know, it, it may adjust how we uh, you know take certain shots and make certain play calls. Uh, kind of based on how they're playing offensively. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the basics, you know, blocking, throwing, catching, uh, yards after catch, uh, and, and toughness, determination, quite honestly. There you go. Big one coming up on Friday night. A.J. Phillips, kind enough to join us here. Coach, we appreciate it, man. We'll see you guys out there on Friday. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Danny Bridge Show. If you missed any portion, check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, ESPN, 
coastal.com. And again, Marist BC coming up this Friday. Make sure you are out at Memorial Stadium to show your support. And you need to be loud because your BC cadets have a chance due to the GHSA coin flip. They win on Friday night. They'll be right back in Memorial Stadium for the semifinals. And then just one win away from making it to Atlanta. Appreciate everybody hanging out. We'll see everyone out at Memorial Stadium on Friday night.